not the information or the affirmation because of this, 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 but he didn't say it. And then we'll have a video up in the next five minutes after this go up and they'll be attacking my father. And when they attack my father, then I, and that's why, and that's why he keeps, and, and Sinetta keep trying to stress to me as an elder to me, he keeps saying, Calm down, Prince. What people don't understand is when you're talking about my father, you ain't talking about my spiritual father. You're talking about my dad. And I know my dad was subjected to have to finish the raising of me over the phone or through letters because of things that other people are saying. You follow what I'm saying? Things that other people were doing. Disgruntled members that left it. And that's how Bilal Phillips' book came out. Bilal Phillips went and found disgruntled members who had left the nation because they weren't, they weren't humble enough to sleep on the floor. They weren't humble enough to stand guard all day or propagate and make that $100 quota. They weren't on that level mentally. You know what I'm saying? And then people, you know, people talk about they say, well, Dr. York, the way he had things managed, da, 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 da. you have to understand that we had our own police force. We ain't go we can't put you in jail in Brooklyn in our community. So we had our own police force known as the Mujahid, who handled SOY as well, Swords of Islam. You know what I'm saying? To the point where they almost got into a big, big, huge spat with the FOI, with um, the Nation of Islam, which my father and Farrakhan came together and cleared that up, and that's when he dropped the We Are Family poster. But I really just want you, as Brother Polite, to clarify and let it be known that you don't have to explain your question. We could talk that on a later date, but we, you know, clarify that. It doesn't have anything to do with charges or anything like that, so the people won't have nothing to attack our father with. Well, I'll tell you this. My discipline doesn't allow me to present certain ideas that I have because I teach my brother's order, the same order that I was educated in, so my discipline wouldn't permit it. All right? Uh... And it's, it's simple questions, not nothing intense. As far as the case is concerned, I believe, I do not know, I believe Dr. Yoke is innocent. I have tremendous reason to believe that he's innocent. However, I do not know. I never slept in his bed. You feel what I'm saying? There's two sides or three sides to the story. His side, his side, and then there's the truth. So all I could do as an observer is weigh in on the information. And I can clearly see the conspiracy. I can prove the conspiracy to bring the man down. But even in light of a conspiracy being used to bring the man down, even a miss of the propaganda promulgated throughout the media to infiltrate our consciousness, there still may be reason to believe that he may have done it. So as a rational being, I decided since I have never been in that man's bed to watch what he does day in and day out and the nature of the charges and the allegations, I still hold him dear in my heart as my father and my master teacher. I don't turn my back on him. Unfortunately, I just do not know if he did or he didn't. And it's my right to say, I simply don't know. I would like to believe he didn't, and I have reason to believe he didn't. 
But even with all the reasons that I have to believe that he didn't molest those children, it still stands the reason that he could have. And nothing can take that away. I just don't know. So I practice empathy. I practice considering other people's families who are on the receiving end of the information in light of the fact there may be a possibility that it happened. I just don't believe the man did it, but maybe I just don't want to believe the man did it. So that's where I stand. Now, the Wapians have got angry with me for taking that stance. But the way that I've been educated was to not just believe because I would like to. You feel what I'm saying? So all I could do, I'm coming, my brother. I'm coming, my brother. Go ahead, you guys. Wasn't you involved in the case with yourself? Because what you have to understand is, like you said, is you said, you know, you personally never slept in a man's bed. I have. <laughs> I personally, goddamn it, I was there, which is here, and over there, and every fucking where. And I can say without a shadow of a doubt that my father's innocent. And what they and people like to throw in the faces, they like to keep saying children, children, children. But what you have to take, it was not one child in that case at all. They threw they threw two hundred charges at him that he he knocked out the court and then they had to go to sexual intent. That had nothing to do with children at all. With minors that they say we move minors across state lines, but everybody knows that my father travels privately. Am I right or wrong? Moved by himself. Moved by his damn self. Every um, well, the security. I don't know who was the security after I left. My Tim, but what Wali used to be, uh, Suleiman. I seen him the other day, which is interesting. But um, yeah, he watches us. He watches us. Bigger, yeah. But um, yeah, those are the type of people he used to move with. Uh, as far as children, no, I don't rem- recall them. And like like Polite said in his defense. I was never in the man's bed. He was my producer as a reggae artist, as a young person. I've been in the studio, not in the big hall of knowledge, but the one across the street in his house. I was there. So he never treated or mis ill treated me at any point, any time. He respected me, and he respected my art form. Well, as a, you know what I'm saying, and I, and I definitely respect your position. So I respect the position because you know the master teacher has taught us that you must have right wisdom, right reason, and then right overstanding. So like, like the brother Polite said, he has no reason to believe that the master teacher has. But what you have is you have a lot of media propaganda and they, and they, that they love to propagate. But what you have to acknowledge is, did any Nuwapians respond? Do so they have any in, individual Nuwapians that were um, that were interviewed by the local newspapers or by federal law that had a chance to speak on that case? And the answer is not at all. They did not allow us to speak. Nothing in Atlanta would allow us to speak. We had to be behind the scenes pushing everything that we had to push. You follow what I'm saying? Behind the scenes putting all that information out. You see what I'm saying? So, I ain't trying to hear nothing about no child molestation. I was there. So, if I was there and, and you're dealing with a child molester, as you're saying, 200 counts, I have everybody that grew up in my, all the Mufminoons and Mufminantes that grew up in my, in my era can all say, why not me if you're dealing with a mass child molester? When we was in his house, his own children and children that wasn't his, but their parents was there. 
Because my father would throw block. He was known for throwing block parties on Hart Street. Block parties on Hart Street was always going down. You, you, you know what I'm saying? I, I've heard a lot about you. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it, you know, when you're dealing with, I don't know if Brother Polite, have you ever met my father personally? Okay, so Brother Polite, without having the physical experience with my with the master, you know what I'm saying? And like he said, it doesn't matter whether you have a physical, you don't matter if you shake the man's hand or if you read the man's letter. The, the outformation flows through him, period. So, you know what I'm saying? With him never having that physical experience, I would say it's why he would be able to say that. But people like me and this brother who've had the physical experience, you can let know off the rip. My fault. When you're dealing with a man that has as many wives as my father has, has much bread as my father, that's that's out of the question. And then you get to see where his intentions was used for it. And the reason why they attack my father with the children is because he always focuses doctrine on the children. Mufminus and Mufminantes in our old doctrine is supposed to be the chosen 144,000. I, which at that time was the people in the communities, their children's children would be the chosen 144,000. That was in the religious doctrine. As we went forward, we were building the community for the future children because everybody, if you would have grew up on the land and you'd have been raised in that setting, you would have came out and became brother polites. You'd have came out here and been soldiers, and then we would have been able to build and bring more in. To the aspect of my father had his own fraternal order going into colleges. Getting a, the uh, college student, I ain't trying to hear nothing. I ain't even trying to hear no peak of that. You know what I'm saying? Because if you come with me, you're going to have to come with. You can't come with assumption and reason. You're going to have to come with fact. You're going to have to show me. Because everything, everything that, that, that people try to present to me, none of them was using a court of law. And 90% of it was never even in the case. People like to say, we found an orange vibrator in Dr. York's house. Damn right, yeah, bitches. Where's yours? And I and I and I and I refer to it that way because us the people who is listening to what I'm saying, and I'm so fucking tired of that. And that's why I told Sarnetta, even if I wanted to debate, I can't, because Brother Polite got a lot more restraint than me. In the community where we grew up, you knew how we was raised. It was you knock a nigga block off his fucking head. Period. I take your jaw from you because I'm not gonna allow you to disrespect my biological. Or my spiritual master. Period. I'm not going to allow you to disrespect Brother Polite. And any new Wapian to tell you. You come at Brother Polite, you coming at me. Because I said, look, that's our brother. I don't give a fuck what he doing. That's our brother, and he represents my father. You represent my father, I got love for you. You don't represent my father, I kill you. Whether either in a doctrine battle, or I kill you. I'm not just referring to you, I'm saying people. Whether in a doctrine spat, or any other spat you want to get into. Because I don't let that shit fly. Ever. If you met my father personally, then you know exactly what kind of person he is. I used to, I was one of the kids that was with him when all the other kids would run up to the gate and they would all be greeting my father. If you wanted to grab one, grab one. If you want to, you know, we had photog we had over 20 photographers on Tamaray and in Brooklyn taking pictures all day long. We don't have now, but you don't have now one picture of Dr. York pushing some little kid in his house. Jazeera, yeah, Camp Jazeera and everything. So I ain't trying to hear no build on that shit. Come at me. You want to debate me, you war me with doctrine. But you already know you're going to get your ass whooped. Because you already know what this is. And that's what Sinet is trying to tell these brothers. Come at Prince York with doctrine. Because you come at me with doctrine, I don't walk through all the schools already. And anything that I miss, I got elders pulling the strings. 
I got I got off a phone with an elder right before I got here. I said, look, da 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 da. And my brother Duamutef out Usury, he said you stayed out his. He said he stayed you stayed at his house in Savannah, Georgia, back in the day. And he just wanted me to he wanted me to let you know that on camera. You know the brothers they want love in Savannah, Georgia. So shout out to the family out in Savannah, Georgia. But you know what I'm saying that's you know that's that's my point of view on that. Yeah, so I want to say this to the people that's out there again, because uh, people are talking about my disposition, and you have to understand that Brother Polite evolved greatly because of Dr. York, so there's no way I'm going to say anything inflammatory, disrespectful, or contentious to my brother here. Not because that's his biological son, but because that's my father. And I stand by his side. The man is responsible for me becoming a better man. So because the man, because the man is responsible for me becoming a better man, it is a social imperative that I conduct myself accordingly during the course of this interview. Now, should this brother be anybody else, he will not have immunity. This doesn't mean that I don't agree with the things he's been saying. I'm just letting you know that the way I've been trained is that right now I have to give the highest regard and the highest respect. Not Again, not because this is his biological son. Because I'm not spooked out. More rather, it's because that's my father. Point blank, period. So, because that's my father, if he's repping him heavy, then I'm going to stand down. You're not going to get confrontation out of me. That's my discipline. Now, everybody else who want to take a brother on, I can deal with you. But if the brother tried me right now, I would respectfully disagree. But I wouldn't even allow it to escalate Because the respect and the training that I've been given By a general, by a sovereign grand commander By a supreme grand hierophant By a master teacher I can't do that It'd be disrespectful to everything that he has educated me on No more than I expect Sarnetta to hear something about Dr. Khalid Abdul Muhammad and turn around and turn on that black man. There ain't nothing that you can say or should be able to say to shake Brother Sarnetta's foundation because that's his teacher. You feel what I'm saying? So when a man changes another man's life, that man is in debt to him for the rest of his life. You're not going to get that kind of conversation out of me. For those of you that are a bit upset and hoping this could become a, a young Pharaoh and uh, Brother Prince York conversation, it's not going to happen. I got way more sense than that. I got too much respect for the master teacher to... Before the public, to come out before the public and misrepresent how he's educated me to deal with my family. The Nuwapians are my family. They don't have to embrace me. I embrace them. And because of those contentions and my vision and the way I go, 
I was given instruction on how to move, and I followed my instruction. You feel what I'm saying? And that's how we going to go, but I'm not going to stop contributing to the community. I'm not going to stop having my own thinking mind. Like I said, there's things that I may not embrace because I haven't experienced the information, so I leave it pending. And that is the best way for me to say. <laughs> you, you dig what I'm saying? Out there, Rahubat, to the family out there, we love you. You know, let's get part in the vibe out of there and let's do what we do. I, I love y'all. You see, y'all may say, oh man, now this nigga's starting to come with that new waffle. Yeah, listen, let me tell you what it is. I never left. You say I'm gone and come back. Is that I have to take my path? You know why? Because you need the people that's going to be staunch Nuwapian. You need that. The people that's going to be practitioners of Nuwapuyi. You need that. And then you also need the other people who kind of give you a certain incentive to walk you through the information. Because as long as it's right now, it's the right knowledge. Nonetheless, you feel what I'm saying? You're not going to walk into every Nuwapian store and come out of Nuwapian. It's a fact. Sometimes people are going to be less receptive. Sometimes they're going to see his headdress and they're going to create a defense mechanism for the information. So the beauty about this information, the beauty about the master teacher, he's the type of dude that could come out of a corner store with a bag of chips and fish and soda. He's so down to earth. While it's the same breath, you would never know that this man is leading the whole community. You feel what I'm saying? That's what makes him so special, and that's what made him special to me. He's the same one that could rock Chloe glasses and an off-the-chain pinky ring and, and teach you about Hebrew all at the same exact time. And I was from the streets, so what I saw was the pinky ring and the Chloe glasses when he was teaching. And I'm like, yo, it got my attention like son is fly. And I, I got his lingo. And I love his verbiage, his jogging. The information that he was administering was just the topic. But his whole swag is what captivated me. Like, damn, look at OG being able to connect with me on the level that I'm at. I can show and share him with the homies and get them captivated. So who am I? To deviate from tradition. Who am I to go against tradition? I'm a swag out too. But that doesn't mean everybody should. We need everybody at different intervals to captivate the audience. We was taught that the most honorable Elijah Muhammad was one of the greatest men to ever walk the planet via the master teacher. So you know what? I say the most honorable Elijah Muhammad is the greatest man to walk the planet. As for Fart Muhammad, I'll pass until I get further notice. You see what I'm saying? I, I, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm rocking with Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Because the master teacher says so. And I'm not going to disrespect or offend anybody that I was taught was a great man. That's how it worked. And anybody that Doc Mayer had beef with, it is not my responsibility to create a resurgence of that conversation. What I'm supposed to do like when they say Dr. Ben and Dr. York had a beef, or they say Dr. York was trying to kill Dr. Ben. Guess what? I found a 
Guess how I guess how guess how I guess how I deal with that situation though. Because you want to say those things, but you don't want to say the things where Dr. York is giving that man praise and props. Now you gotta understand these guys are scholars in their own right. Okay? So they have doctrinal indifferences. You feel me? Now watch this. The master teacher named me. Nasut and Seti was named Sutin. Ashwar Kwesi. But when we studied the Medu Nature, we understand there's an honorific transposition. So you will see the soot plant first, but it doesn't mean that you pronounce it when you read it. So when you study honorific transposition, Sutin. Right? I'm not going to use the word perversion. But depending on the more archaic term, listen to me carefully. If you're dealing with the more ancient or archaic term, you, you won't pronounce what you see first because they give reference to certain glyphs. So if there's a ray or a ra there, and you see Amun-Ra, it will say Ra-Amun. But you don't say Ra first, you say Amun when you speak it. But when you read it, you see Ra first. It's called honorific transposition in the Medo Nature. So when you see Sutan and you see the soot plant there, that's because it's a divine symbol. But you're not supposed to say soot first. You're supposed to say Nisut, not Sutan. You feel what I'm saying? So my teacher named me Sut Amuna Sinatumre. But you have Sara Sut and Seti. You feel me? Those are doctrinal indifferences and or inconsistencies or periods in time you choose to subscribe to in order to facilitate or demonstrate the information that you know or the lack of it thereof. I'm not banging on Ashwar Kwesi nor on Sarah Sut and Seti. I'm telling you that these things will happen when we're dealing with the doctrine. You feel what I'm saying? And if you try to bang on me, then I'm going to come out and I'm going to give you the grammatical checks. And then you have to decide if Brother Polite is misappropriating the information, if he's hating, or if he's educating. But guess what? I never came out and said, yo, your name's spelled wrong, my nigga. I never did that. Because I have humility and the master teacher taught me otherwise. I said, I want to... Bring my brother in. I want to embrace him. And say, ah, look what your teacher named me. No, you can use Sutin. People use it. The archaic term is Nasut. And many people misread Nasut the wrong way because they don't understand honorific transposition. So they're reading the first thing they see. Now understanding we give reference to our ancestors and the things that have been attributed to that which is divine. So, we say that to say this, you know, but now, now we on fire, now we having fun. So again, that's the homie, Sarah Suit and Seti is the homie. So, I know you Negroes want to go, oh, you're hating and you're not, that's my homie. I'm saying that his teacher come from a certain plane of thought, school of thought. I understand the teachings, I know when I'm here in Prince Hall, you see what I'm saying? Because we was taught 
to learn what other brothers and sisters are learning so we can engage them in conversation. So one of the schools of thought that we had to learn about was masonry, more especially in the case, the honorary masons that are Prince Hall, that are free and so-called free in the SEPT FNAM or whatever the case you want to do. But these these are, go ahead. When you was going up against the Hebrews, was you having fun in doing that because you knew that they had no legs to stand on? Let me, let me explain something to you. It's no fun, and I'm going to tell you why it's no fun. Dr. Clark was the one that said, what about debating people? He's, he said, I debate my equal, all others, all others I teach. You feel what I'm saying? That don't mean we're going to know the same amount of information. But the Hebrews haven't even gotten to a point, as far as the Hebrews that I've been interfacing with, right? I debate my equals, all others I teach, right? And when you're teaching somebody in the class, you know what kills a teacher? When you have a classroom of 31 people, it doesn't matter if 30 out of 31 pass. What matters is the one that failed. You feel me? That's what stays on the teacher's conscience. The one who f who keeps failing. The one who keeps being left back. Because it's almost a testament that I'm doing something wrong. Or this is the one child that I can't reach. And that's who the Hebrews are to me. they the children you can't fucking reach. they the ones who want to get left back in second grade. They love second grade so much. They don't want to pass on to third grade. They love the second grade, second grade teacher so much that they say, I'm opting out of passing. I'm staying here. I love this information right here. Can we get more shiny stickers with smiley faces? This is what the Hebrews are dealing with right now. And I try to leave them alone. You be always opening up this damn Hebrew can of worms. I told those brothers to put a white flag there. Out of respect. But is it fun? No, it may look like I'm having fun. Because I'm trained to have fun in the process. Sounds like a contradiction. But at, at heart, I'm hurt that I still even have to have the conversation. You should have moved on a long time ago. You feel what I'm saying? Like, we got to talk to you about uh, a, a, a man being swallowed by a whale. And a whale can only swallow no more than that which is the size of an orange. But you ain't read the God series. These are things that we learn. Jonah and the whale. Jonah and the sign. Like, we learned these things. You feel what I'm saying? Your own scripture tells you that Judas was made out. He was transfigured. To look like your Jesus. So whether we like the narrative or not, if we can read and comprehend, the narrative says that Jesus was made out to look like Judas and Judas was made out to look like Jesus. And the synoptic gospels are not synonymous. They're inconsistent. Starting from what was on top of the cross. These are things that we learned from the God series. Y'all make me go on my Nuwapian bag. I try to leave that alone because I know y'all be hating.
So I leave that alone and I just talk to you about other things. So try to just captivate you, warm you up, and let you know that I'm sane because they've created a situation to make you think these brothers and sisters are nuts. So I understand that's what you believe. So you gotta have people like myself that you know are sane, and every now and then we have these conversations, and I can go on my new Appian bag and let you know it is what it is. Cause I can tell you about the planet Rylo 7. Like if you go international, you will see that they found a planet that has three suns. And it's been confirmed. The only difference is Doc named the planet after the way he wanted to name it. And y'all named the planet after the way y'all want to name it. And y'all take the white man's naming privilege over the black man's naming privilege. So when the white man says, oh, we just found a planet in the 19th galaxy that has three suns. Just type in the word Rilo and type in three type in planet with three suns and they have three different sunrises and sunsets. Type it in and you'll see there is a planet that has three suns around it. Now Dr. York then put that out in publications in the 60s into 70s on the cusp. You feel what I'm saying? But he but but he named it. He named it what he wanted to name it. Then you got Riskians or Razaka or what? Provide provisions. So he's just simply saying that our ancestors give us provisions. But you spook it out. You say these brothers are spooky. They're not spooky. Dr. Yoke did what Christopher Columbus do. Fuck it. I see what it is. This is what we gonna call it in our name, our language, and our culture. You got a problem with that. But the white man could come and give a name for America, you can run with that and you ain't even angry. He can name the planets after alphanumerics, A1432, and you'll go with it, cause he named it that. But if a black man comes and says, oh, it exists out there, there's something over there, and right there, that which exists, I'm going to call it that for this specific purpose in relation to us. The doggone tribe can yield to Sirius B or Botolo as it is the medium between the two galaxies but you got a problem with that you ain't got it but in fact that's okay it's okay for everybody that has died to be able to come up with the information and and evolve and create a culture but when a black man is alive and he says well I dare to come up with my own language I dare to name things after our own language where there's a cultural paradigm that can be affixed to our subconscious. Because in your language there's events and occurrences and circumstances that transpire that only a people that have an affinity to the information can identify with. And the second you get your language taken away from you, you get certain instances in time taken away from you simultaneously. Because if I was to say Illamuda Jesset, that is an idea or a conception from a culture that cannot run concurrent with the English language. There's no English equivalent to an Illamuda Jesset. None. Whatsoever. You feel what I'm saying? You can't find any equivalent to the term. So, if I were to take you into the African archetypal conception, and I were to tell you about calling a woman dad, there's no appropriation for that. Calling a woman king 
is an African conception because king means ruler or in primary position. The man to play the role of the queen. It sounds horrible because you're thinking sexuality. You're not understanding context or philology. Because when you study philology, you understand that in an African archetype of conception, if a person is put in position to lead primary, they are considered king. And the default leadership or the partner would be queen. So when we're trying to transmigrate these inf this information or these words and these meanings into this culture, then we are at loss because we're approaching African circumstances from a Eurocentric disposition. So now you think Hatshepsut was a dyke, as the Hebrew brother said, not understanding several women were kings in Africa. Not because they sexually were misappropriated. More rather, it is a terminology that once grafted out of our culture and introduced into this culture, misconceptions will be birthed. I don't make these things up. It's an absolute fact. But I have to play here like I'm slow. And listen to people try to mock, condemn, and ridicule me. When I know, I know what I'm talking about, and I know you don't know what you're talking about, and you only think that you know what you're talking about. And that is the conflict that we're dealing with. So no, I don't be having fun when I go through this religious crap. It ain't never been fun. The only time it's been fun is when I wasn't sure what I knew, and I was practicing on people. That was fun, because I was able to go home, my chest protruding like, yo, I just bodied son. But after a while, I'm well seasoned. And at any given point, if a person want to take me out, oh, church, want to talk about church? The first churches wasn't erected until, in Antioch until 500 years after Christ died. Talk to me. You need chapters, you need verses. This is how I was designed. I was trained for that conversation. I haven't even gone in my bag completely. Trust me. I haven't even gone in my bag. I go to debates hoping that someone take me there. But I got to deal with the foolishness. You mad at Dr. York more than you mad at misinformation. So I got to go in there and I got to hear you throwing attacks at Doc. Where I'm like, you know, I'm going to stay focused for the purposes of education. Then I got to deal with my family saying, man, why you don't bang extra hard? Because it's a trap. Because then they'll say I wasn't banging on the information. You don't know the catch-22. You don't understand the nuances that I got to deal with. I got to have an ultimatum. Defend this man every damn debate from people who didn't have the gall or the audacity to even question the man when he was out roaming free. Now you want to use me as a medium as though you wasn't here when that man was alive. Secondly, that man don't even need me to defend him. He has a body of work that defends itself. All I have to do is say, that's incorrect, like I do every debate, and I move on. You know why? Because he has a body of work. It's still here. The books are still being published. People are still teaching the doctrine. You can still ask questions. And in fact, you should call me out like I ask everybody. Call me out to debate on Dr. York. And the validity of his innocence. And I don't mind having the conversation being perfectly honest. That no matter what I say, I will never know if he did anything. 
But damn it, I know I can compile more evidence towards his innocence than you can towards his guilty. I can guarantee you that. I can guarantee you that. That man can't have enough sex in one lifetime over 1,100 times in a lifetime. To have hereditary angioedema, knowing that that ailment in itself creates a declination in your sex drive? At his given age, he's having more sex than any man in his 20s in America with a disease that puts his sex drive on decline. And then if I were to ask you, did he ever get locked up for sexual charges? No. That's why the feds came in and ran their case concurrent with the state because the state was going to lose because anybody knows anything about law. The feds... Don't deal with sexual cases. That is for the state. The state was going to lose. So the feds came in with the RICO charge to make it about commerce. I just don't cast pearls to swine. Because I know when someone's antagonized me and they have no intention to really learn. They don't really want to know. They hate him. And why do they hate him? Just because. Same reason they hate me. Same reason that the white man is the devil every day of the week until he says something about Dr. York. Now he's telling the truth. You feel what I'm saying? So I just chill. I be easy. Because I understand that he has hurt and broken a lot of hearts. Because that's what religion is for us. He has broken a lot of hearts with religion. And I've broken a lot of hearts with religion by the fall of the fact that I made subscriptions to what he teaches. So most of my detractors, damn near all of them, all the rumors, all the backbiting are always subsequently followed by a Quranic verse or a biblical verse or Tyronic verse. Because people are still hurt and still wounded from the fact that even though they're reading their scripture from their God and they are kissing their God's ass, I am way more influential than them. Now how did that happen? How did a nigga who don't believe in your God wind up with more influence than a nigga kissing God's ass to get in heaven? So what you gotta do by default now is assign yourself as my death angel. You gotta make it part of the prophecy of your God. Your whole designation now is to take down anybody that's telling the truth about religion. You feel what I'm saying? So I just chill. I don't even deal with the arguments no more. You know why? Because I'm well seasoned. I just sit here and I consider the fact that you think you know what you're talking about. But every time I ask a person, why don't you ask me? About some of the doctrine that you think is wrong. I could go into the abject. I could go into the knee, we, and the B. I could go to the N, W, and the B. 56 and 2. And I could break down with 50 and 6 and what 2 means. I could tell you about the Shahu, which means the witness. Because we have to bear witness to the truth first before we experience it. I could go through the whole shit for you. Then I could take you to what 58 means. I can do it. Because those of you that say Nuwapik uh, is an authenticated language, then how the fuck is Yiddish a language then? Never mind if it comes back from ancient times. Never mind if it's an amalgamation of, of the Nepatic language or, or Hebrew and Arabic. Never mind none of that. How is it? 
that people could communicate and transmit their thoughts using words you don't know and you still telling us it's not a language. But you can ask me anything in English, bruh. Ask me to translate anything in English right now, bruh. I'll do it for you. I'll do it, sir. Ask me to say something. I'll do it for you. Because I'm fucking fluent. You can't tell me it's not a language. You can't. I made double albums in that shit. Ten times. And those of you that know me know I made music in Nuwapit. Double albums. Those of you buy my DVDs hear me spitting it. But it's not a language because a black man gave it to you. You niggas is fucking sick. You hate yourself and you hate your kind. And it's, it's so disgusting that what I do now, I just fall back. Because when you are a Hebrew and you got the opportunity to teach the world on a big stage with Brother Polite, you know what you do? You decline from the opportunity to show us how important your Bible is to talk about this black man. Because truth be told, there ain't shit in there. Because if there was, you wouldn't decline or opt out from an opportunity to teach us about the Bible to talk about a man. Because verily, the information in the Bible must be way more glorious than that of a black man who's already incarcerated, separated from society and can't do nothing to you or me. So why would you take the time out? Why would you defer everyone's attention to tear down this black man unless something he was saying was absolutely right? Because you're going to take the time out and educate everybody in the Bible. You feel what I'm saying? And then I debate the Muslim. And he takes the time out over 20 minutes, oh, 17 minutes to talk about Dr. York. But guess what? With the glory of the Quran and Prophet Muhammad being the last of the seal of the prophets. And after all the lies of the Muhammad Rasulullah, after all that shit. After all that shit. And the mistranslation of the word womb right in there. And we could go into Nigeria and we can see a lot. It's the womb deity. But never mind none of that information. Never mind it. And Prophet Muhammad is illiterate. But he was sent the fucking scripture to share with the rest of the world. But the word umi is twofold. And it means unlettered or unlearned in a scriptural language. It doesn't necessarily mean that you can't read. It just means you're not fluent or you can't assimilate data in that particular tongue. But you niggas, with the miseducation of your teachers, are propagating the idea that God that created you is so foolish that he will empower a man with a doctrine that requires that you read and who is illiterate. But this is fun? Talking to people about shit like, I gotta actually tell you the translation of the word for you to know that God wouldn't send a man who couldn't read a book? I gotta go deep into the language and tell you that the word is mistranslated? It doesn't mean illiterate? A nigga really gotta do that? That's not fun. Because you look like me. So I gotta question if I'm an idiot. When someone that looks like me is an idiot. 
disrespectful for us to look alike and to hear some of us sound the way we sound. So yeah, y'all could think that I walked away. Nah, I ain't walk away. I still got that fucking fire. But I learned, I be humble, man. Just be humble. I'm tired of fucking yelling at these people, man. Because every time they got an opportunity to do thousands of views. Iman Bashir, you know, we got a video that's out that's near 2 million views, you know. Sitting on your couch. You feel what I'm saying? But when these guys speak, they want to talk about Dr. Yoko and a great opportunity. Rather than talk about the Quran or the Bible. You had a huge opportunity to be that dude that brought people to the Quran. The surahs, pictures, the ayats, the signs. You had an opportunity to really put in pain. But you decided to talk about another black man. What kind of effeminate shit is that? You could have talked about the glory of your God. But instead, you'd rather talk about a mere mortal in your sweat right now. You know, I agree with, you know, most You know, I agree with that, you know what I'm saying? I'm agreeing I agree with, um, definitely agree with Brother Polite's position. You know what I'm saying? You know, with my father, you know, de demolishing religion for. You feel what I'm saying? Okay, after you know, after Doctor York demolishing religion for over thirty years, brothers like me and brother Polite, you know, New Opians, we that's we we seasoned. Doctor York seasoned us and groomed us to be able to dismantle any form of religion but we you know we actually show you know we show mercy and we say nah we'll give you that respect on the only pretenses of the fact that we're the only race because a caucasian i won't show that much love to i won't show no mercy to i can go in your quran hadith bashit i can go in all of it we speak if dr york taught us the language we speak the languages of your god and when you don't you know what I'm saying? When we translate these different things. It, uh, that's why, and that's why I always say I don't debate because it's a, to me, it's just an absolute waste of time. I, if I'm going to debate somebody, we're going to be debating standing on our land, which we did on Tamaray. You was there? We would debate on our land. We would, we would say, come to, if you're going to come, come to our place. You want to debate a Nuwapian today? Then come to the bookstore, 717 Bushwick Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11221, come to Brooklyn, anybody. But they've yet to walk in one. They've yet to walk in a bookstore. They've yet to walk in a tent Are We still waiting on that shit. They've yet to walk in a tent of Abraham. We still waiting on that shit. They've yet to walk in the Hall of Knowledge. We still waiting on that. They ain't walked through none of the schools of thought that we've walked through. They can't back what we back, but I'm gonna take a quick question from this brother real quick. Um, uh, peace, peace, peace. Um, I just want to say, uh, in the school of Nuapu, because I am also a Nuapian, I'm known as Timu Kefir Nebs. Uh, when I'm with my brother Polite, 
the New Covenant brothers, they named me Taduk. Uh, this is mainly for, because there's been a lot of rumors in me about me in Canada, you know, um, I ain't gonna go into specifics because we gotta go, but there's just been a lot of uh, rumors and talks about me, but the main thing that people are telling me, because uh, I got a real good group of strong brothers dedicated, the majority of them are young brothers that really support me, like myself, I'm in my early 20s, um, Basically, what I wanted, I want to go on record to tell both you and Polite uh, the message that they want me to bring out to you guys is that if you guys have anything, they're in great support of both of you. And if you guys have anything that they can uh, help towards the master teacher, that they can do or support you guys on anything. If there's anything that you guys have that you can share with us, that uh, I'm just letting you know that they're using me as a medium to just deliver the message to just let you know that uh, That they support both of you. They look up to you brothers and uh, whatever it is that uh, You guys can uh, share with us We're willing to support both of you because we know we've been through a lot, you know We've been abused a lot. So Yeah Well, I actually need I need polite to do me a favor before I need Polite to do me a favor before he leaves anyway. What I need is I'm going to need him to go ahead and give the word out to the conscious community since that everybody signed the petition to pardon Dr. York. So so then we, so he can silence it because he said when I get out, they don't want me to get out because I'm going to tell the whole truth. Go ahead. Let's get it. Let's get it. We got to free Dr. York. And damn it, if you feel he is guilty, right? He, he needs to be judged by a jury of his peers. He needs to be dealt with by the black nation. We need to have the deciding say on which one of our brothers and sisters go. And what you guys don't realize is this. When Dr. York got locked up, that wasn't an attack on just Dr. York. Dr. York went through so many different schools of thought, it was an attack on every school of thought. Y'all don't even realize that. They were waiting to see if the biggest raid ever conducted in the United States of America, May 8th, 2002, 60 years from Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad's illegitimate incarceration. They were looking to see if one of you nations would have responded to the aid of your brother, the Native American community, in that school of thought, the Moorish community in that school of thought, the Masonic community in that school of thought, all of which were not at a point of contention at that particular time. The Egyptian, the Egyptian Church of Karas, one of the banners or schools of thought that we came under, the Christians could have responded. You feel what I'm saying? Ansarullah, the Muslims could have responded. The Nubian Islamic Hebrews, they could have responded. Every single school of thought is a culmination of that one event that took place that day and nobody responded because you jumped for joy that a man that disagreed with your information can be taken down as they set certain precedents on how to detain and take down a black man illegitimately. You don't realize by us not revoking the action in real time we put ourselves in a deeper hole.
any act of social injustice perpetrated against one of us is an act of social injustice perpetrated against all of us. But they know that Negroes are so emotional, they couldn't see the bigger picture. You didn't realize that they set the stage to railroad all of us individually. So here we are some years later, complaining about issues that would have never been made manifest had we responded the right way. But our emotions have us overwhelmed. And that's why we was taught in the school, the Masonic school, to what? Subdue our passions. We're taught to subdue our passions and divide the hours up in our day appropriately. I ain't going to go all the way in. You understand? As we stand as, as a brotherhood under one starry canopy. We're going to chill to the full circumference of the planet Earth. I extend my love with my cable toe to you. All 24,896 square miles, however, some of us cannot extend, but so far. So maybe some of us can only extend at arm length our love and our brotherhood. Hold up, man. I'm going to tell your ass up for like. I gotta tell your ass up. What's up? Like I got Prince York too the other day. Hold on, listen. Y'all can't be withholding the goddamn secrets, man. Our people need to get free, bro. We need freedom, man. And y'all motherfuckers sitting here holding this damn, holding the secrets. Come on, man. What's the secret, goddamn? I give you one. Bushwick Avenue, our first, our first law, our largest bookstore is exactly 32 degrees from Tamaray. I'll give you that much. That's all I give you. I'll let you know that. But it, you know, when you under the Supreme, when you under the Supreme Lodge, you know what I'm saying. When you're dealing with, um, you know, Masonic doctrine, none of that truly, you know what I'm saying. None of that truly has anything to do with your liberation as a people, only as freeing as the mind. And you have to make the first, you have to make a first decision to liberate your mind, liberate your mentality before you start going into saying, okay, I'm ready to join the lodge. To join the blue house is a, is a, is a big day for any Nuwapian man. What you have to understand is that when there comes work, there comes, there comes a payment with that. There comes a finance with that. And what you would have to analyze is you have to ask, then the question would be to Brother Polite, how much of his finance does he put towards his nation, which he has built his own nation. He's built the New Covenant organization, which costs money to do. We have to acknowledge that it costs money to do. Now, in my era growing up, we had our own dollar bills with Dr. York's face on it. You know what I'm saying? That's a, <laughs> they was bad, you know what I'm saying? That was the John. But, you know what I'm saying? You have to over, you have to understand that that you know these different things. People say Dr. York face on everything. These things taught us to have value for our own. You know what I'm saying? So brother polite, he's putting in work. You know what I'm saying? Coming out here, flying out here, costs money. It take work. Right. Debates take work. You know how much? You know how much we study. We don't just do that. We don't just wake up overnight and say, "I'm killing every." You know what I'm saying? Some of these brothers say, "I'm killing everybody," and they just wake up in the. We, you know, I, we, I've been teaching for 15 years. Brother Polite probably teaching longer than me. You know what I'm saying? So we, we, we will put in 
I mean, my my wife's don't get no attention. I'm downstairs in the basement studying all day. Don't nobody come down there because at the end of the, of, of course, of course. See, when they come, when they come to wives, you have to surround yourself with the principle of God, so you can become one yourself. Anytime, multi, anytime multitudes of women come together, anytime multitudes of women come together, all throughout ancient history, they refer to them as witches and doing spells and evil, and they would even kill them, especially the Romans, because the Caucasian wanted to keep the black woman apart. But then when they when they do their stuff and they're Mormons and they're different shit like that, then that shit's okay. You follow what I'm saying? So you have to over you have to overstand in the if, when a man is trying to raise himself to the level of a god, he must surround himself with multitudes. You follow what I'm saying? This is why it made no sense when they was talking about Jesus had thirteen disciples of males. That made no sense whatsoever. Seems to me I would rather have thirteen disciples of females to bring me to the level of being a god. You follow what I'm saying? Just thinking, man. It was this was a good. This was a. Uh, you know what I'm saying? This was a. We actually caught him thinking, y'all. This is a good. This is a good bill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it definitely is a good. Bill. I'm glad I got a chance. So me. when you see him, polite, do you see um, the master teacher? I well, I got one question before polite go. Po brother polite, get, put, get get the camera with him. Get me in this man right here. What would be? You don't want them angry. You don't want them angry. I do. That's how I be doing this shit. Bother you, niggas. Put this on Instagram. Yo, my my one question to you, and this is a question that I know many New Orleans have been want me to ask. You know what I'm saying? What is? What would, what would be your reaction? I'm going to formulate it in my own way. What would be your reaction to the master teacher, Dr. Malachi Z. York, knowing his current situation? What would be your reaction to his release from prison? Oh, man, I would cry. I would jump for joy if that black man came out. He's only the man that saved my life. And we always talk about the day that he comes home. That's one of our main conversations. We have a special uh, notation we put at the end of our letters every time to solidify the reality, the visualization that we learn in the AEO, that he will come out. I have to see him coming out. The, the, the footprints in the sand. Those of you that's in the culture, y'all know what we're talking about. You feel what I'm saying? When the footprints disappear, but he's holding Dude, you know what I'm saying? Y'all know what it is, but we have our, our thing that's personal that I always visualize him coming out. I mean, if a person saved your life and made you a better man, made you a family man, when you was about to lose it all, of course you would want to see him in person. Definitely, definitely. Prince York, it was Duma who brought me to the Ansars. Uh, one, yeah, that's my cousin. That's my first cousin from my father's side. And he brought, he's right on 125th Street, across the street, set up near the Apollo down there, grave. And now, but I need y'all to talk to him, and I hope he's watching this. His health is diminishing. 
and he needs that guidance and, and, and that power from y'all brothers and not, not to shun him because he's getting old and he's one of those elders that tabliq a lot of people into that temple and still with y'all since Ansar to oh, now. You talking about the elder brother that sit out? That's my my cousin, yeah, yeah, the one with yeah, the gray yeah, hair. So yeah. please, go and talk to him Definitely. and get him back.